It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. This month's sponsor of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is Affiliated Monitors. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides professional, independent, integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across almost all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in over 750 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance program, visit this month's sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. Innovation in Compliance Leadership Given the paucity of leadership coming out of Washington during the coronavirus health crisis, I thought it would be a ripe time to consider some innovations in compliance leadership. While many compliance departments have begun more as a command and control function set up with lawyers to comply with anti-bribery laws such as the FCPA, this type of leadership model is now becoming outmoded in today's world. It is not that employees are interested in the why they should do business ethically and in compliance with such laws, but how they can do so. <clears throat> this is a shift from old power to new power in the bilateral dimension of the intersection of leadership and their employees. This intersection is between models used to exercise power and the values which are embraced by corporations and more importantly their employees now. It is understanding the shift of power which will facilitate compliance moving forward to the forefront of a business integration role. The new power models are fourfold. Sharing and shaping a company that is much more integrated, funding the company which continues its integration by adding a vertical component of funding, whether equity positions or some other type of funding. Third is producing in which participants go beyond supporting or sharing each other's efforts and contribute their own. And finally, there's co-ownership which is a decentralized operationalization approach. There are five values laid out that help guide leadership. These include in the area of governance, where power favors informal networked approaches to decision-making, collaboration, where power values rewards, and those who share ideas, even ones to build upon. Second is doing it ourselves, which is a belief in the operationalization of culture, Third is, or finally next, is transparency, which intones a more permanent transparency between business and social lives, as most millennials will tell you now. And finally is affiliation, which means new and younger employees are less likely to forego decades of relationships with one institution. So how can you achieve these? There are three prescriptions. One is assess where you are. And this is obviously an important part of every compliance program is a risk assessment. But <clears throat> assessing where you are is something compliance practitioners are very comfortable with. It is an assessment be that is turned inward. So you assess <clears throat> the compliance function itself 
on the power compass, where you are today and where you want to be in five years. Then you can benchmark from other companies in responding. Internally, you can begin this process with a conversation about the new realities and how the compliance function should help a company move forward. More importantly, such an assessment can help identify aspects of the core model and values which should be changed. Next, incorporate business unit interests. The wisest organizations will be those which more fully operationalize compliance by having painfully honest conversations inside and outside the compliance function about the compliance function's impact. I think the first question that should be asked by a CCO is, what are you doing and how are you doing it? But more importantly, what are you doing to incorporate the concerns and suggestions of your customer base, i.e. your employees, into your compliance regime? If you're going to ask a business unit to be significantly better or be your business partner, you need to have a mechanism in place to engage the business unit so there can be an inflow of input before the compliance function has an out flow of requirements. This level of introspection has to precede any investment in any new power mechanism and to which I would add any successful compliance function. Finally, mobilize your capacity. Here I would suggest you consider contracted third parties and business ventures such as joint ventures as an avenue through which your compliance function can bring greater benefits to your organization. A former colleague uh, often discussed her training of her company's third parties around compliance and how thankful they were that she would personally travel to their locations to put on in-person training about her company's expectations around compliance. Her efforts to travel to these locations and to spend the money required to do so not only directly strengthened the company's compliance function, but created allies for her efforts by giving these (coughs) suppliers and third-party representatives on the sales side the information and training they needed to comply with their customer requirements, i.e. her company. By reaching out in this manner, your company can use its contracted third-party suppliers to create a stronger compliance program. Uh, Simply put, just think about leveraging those you are contracted with, both on the sales side and the uh, supply chain side. If you could leverage those into compliance allies, how much more powerful your compliance function, indeed your entire compliance program, would be. As the compliance program matures, it will become more of a component of the company's business function. This means less of a lawyer's top-down mentality of do it because I said to do it to more collaboration. And this is probably the next big step in compliance. So what are today's three key takeaways? Lawyer-driven command and control is moving out to innovation and compliance leaderships, recognizes bilateral nature. And three, a feedback loop is consistent with innovation in compliance going forward. I hope you will enjoy the entire month on innovation and compliance in this month's offering of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. If I could ask you to do so, would you pass on to at least one person this podcast series on the nuts and bolts of compliance as I'm trying to expand my audience base for 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow where I take up another topic in innovation and compliance. Thanks again for listening. 
31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.